And now, the greatest sports talk radio show going today. That's right, Blow the Whistle. With your host, Tyler Butterball Buterball. Lonzo Ball, he's one heck of a playmaker. And he's going to set these guys up open. He's going to set up Levine. Now DeRozan, Vooch, he's going to be able to set these guys over. And last year, 37.8% from three-point. That's pretty darn good. And David, Double D Dykstra. Texas will be lucky to be 500. Oklahoma will be lucky to get out of there with no more than three losses. Like, they're, they're going into conferences where they're going to get shellacked. Andrew Pepe Valentin. This is... The biggest scar on the Blackhawks, on hockey, on the NHL, you can possibly think of. This was a conspiracy theory that is true. This is this was a this was a conspiracy to cover up the fact that this monster was allowed to inflict his his will on this young man and use his power as a coach. Hit us up on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blow T Whistle One. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E One. And now here's Tyler, Andrew, and David. Welcome, welcome into Blow the Whistle. Happy holiday season to everyone listening to us. It's that time of year. Christmas is less than a week away. Yeah. Hope everybody's gotten most, if not all, their Christmas shopping done. But welcome again to Blow the Whistle. I'm David Dykstra. I'm here with... Andrew Valentin. Tyler Buterbaugh. Don't sound so excited to I'm be I'm sorry. There. I'm disappointed. You weren't saying ho, ho, ho into the mic like I wanted you to. Listen, just because <laughs> I just because I look like Santa Claus doesn't mean I have to ho, ho. No, absolutely. Anywhere. That's the no. reason why. No. It's bad enough I took my gator <laughs> off the other ho, day and my daughter ho, looked at me Mary, and goes. blow the whistle, everybody. Like, give something, man. Come on. It's the holidays. It's bad enough my daughter was like. Santa? I'm like, nah, no, don't even. <laughs> don't start. Love it. That's don't amazing. start. But I wanted to welcome everybody in. You can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We are actually live on Facebook right now. So what's going on, everybody? How How's it doing? going? Uh, hit us up there at Blow T Whistle One. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E One. Also, if you have any comments or anything, you can also hit us up at our Gmail. Send us an email at Blow T Whistle Radio at gmail.com. Let us know how we're doing, what we could do better. If you have any suggestions or things that you would love to hear us talk about, we can pretty much talk about anything if given it enough time. Trust Absolutely. me, we can do it. I think so. But that being said, I also want to welcome in all of our. New listeners and old listeners from the Under the Hood podcast. If you all miss the show, which you shouldn't, but if you have some, because it is the holiday season and things are a little crazy, you can catch us on all major platforms like Spotify, iPod, Apple Pod, all those great forums. But quad let's not. Pod even? Yeah, because you know what? We can't forget about Quad Pod because Quad Quad Pod doesn't forget about us. <laughs> Make that an ad. I'm telling you. Yeah, seriously. I'm Don't forget you. about Quad Pod because Quad Pod doesn't will, forget about you. I will be, since you forgot about me, Quad Pod, I will be your spokesman from now on and I will go out there and tell everybody how great you are. I'm because you, go. I, I'll be honest. They have done a lot for us and I would like to thank them for that. I give them a lot of ribbing because I wasn't. You know what? Now that they, focal now that you put out our uh, email. They might email you too. Yeah, so like, I'm sorry, true. David. But we do have a lot to get to, guys. We're, this whole first hour is going to be nothing but but NFL football and 
the greatest segment in all of radio. You're killing me, Smalls. So if you've got it, you're killing me, Smalls, from this past week and you want to let us know, hit us up. Let us know. Blow T whistle one. And uh, we'll, get, we'll we'll read those out as well. Um, but are you guys ready to get it started? Let's do this. All ready. right. So tonight, Monday night football. Are you ready for some football? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you don't have a choice. Well, yeah, I'm actually, I'll <laughs> yeah, be there Ty- live. Yeah. Tyler, Tyler's going to be live and in living color. So we can all blame Tyler when they lose tonight. <laughs> it's your fault. So let me ask the question to our listeners and to y'all. What do you think is the biggest key to a Bears victory tonight? Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blow T Whistle One. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E One. And let us know what your answer to that question is. Tyler, I'm going to start with you since you're going to the game tonight. What do you think the biggest key is to a Bears victory tonight? You know what? I think the biggest part of it is. I got it. You're Go. good. Uh, <laughs> I think the biggest part of this game right now is getting the run game going and continuing with it because of what we've seen a lot with Nagy's offense, how wonderful it is, is we'll start off, he'll start off the run game and it will go smoothly yeah. and then he'll go strictly to the pass game and that's what you see for the rest of the game and that's where uh, things turn. If they can just consistently get that run game going and just continue with it, don't just cut it off. The Bears offense will be a little, will do decent this Tonight, I believe, because uh, with the offensive line still being an issue, now we see a little bit of Tevin Jenkins. Obviously, we weren't expecting a lot from him against the Green Bay game because that was his first time ever Mm -hmm. starting, so I wasn't too upset about that. But there's a whole lot of new offensive piece. If you just keep the run game consistent, I think the offense will kind of click a little bit better today. Yeah, I I'm, I'm going to go actually on the defensive side, and I'm going to say it's really going to come down to the defensive back, specifically in Jalen Johnson. Okay. <clears throat> and Not where I thought you were going to go with it, no, Andrew, but I, okay. I, I mean, it, it, honestly, I think that they can have a sufficient enough passing game. I know there's guys out, obviously. I think that they, the run game can be there. Obviously, if you lean on Montgomery, yeah, absolutely. I think if you integrate Khalil Herbert into that running attack, too, and the passing See attack that? using screens and stuff, I think that can work, too. But it's Jalen Johnson's matchup with Justin Jefferson that's going to be the key thing here because Adam Thielen right now, from what I, we understand, he's out. So it's, but Jalen Johnson's it, out, too. Well, yeah, and Jalen oh. Johnson, I mean, he's, he's dealing with some stuff, too. So, But not having him out there, obviously, is going to be it's going to be an issue. So Let's go Artie Burns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's going to be, like, the key thing, right? Justin Jefferson, how do you stop him? How do you? And the other thing, too, is K.J. Osborne, because K.J. Osborne has started to come on here as of late with the Minnesota Vikings now that Thielen's not really been playing too much. And I think Kirk Cousins sees he has a target in him. So it's going to come down to... Unfortunately, Vildor or whoever they decide to throw out there on, to be Artie. able to shut him down. Let's so not not having Jalen Johnson out there, obviously, against Justin Jefferson is going to be a key critical point. How do you attack him? How do you double team him? Th- that's going to be, I think, the major situation there. I'm going to disagree with you both. There's one man that they need to stop. Point blank, end of story. You stop Dalvin Cook. You stop Minnesota. Yeah. And this is why I am way more comfortable with them trying to make Kirk Cousins beat them than Dalvin Cook. If you make Kirk Cousins try to beat you, more than likely, 
I'd say it's 50-50, if not better odds, right. that Kirk Cousins is going to make some mistakes during oh, yeah. the game. Absolutely. So you take Dalvin Cook out of that equation, that game gets a lot easier. And you have to remember, too, with Minnesota, like how many games has it now been where they take a giant lead or they at least have the lead like going it's into halftime? It's been at then, least the last three. Yeah, they, and then they scale it back. I think in the whole season, this has happened to them like five or six different times now where we've got the lead and now it's coming back down. And they either lose it or they just barely win it. So what Andrew's trying to tell you, Brian, uh, Tyler, is that when you're at the game, I'm so used to Brandon being at the <laughs> yeah, no. being at games and us, us not yeah, being no, at games. He's been to yeah. a lot of games. So... What I'm trying to say to you, Tyler, is when it's 34 to 10 at halftime, don't go anywhere. Just hey, expect it'll all turn around in the second half. Maybe I don't. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if they can but actually take I, advantage. I of do that. love the point that you brought up about Khalil Herbert. I think that now that Montgomery's back, they've completely forgot about how great Khalil has yeah, done right, for yeah. them. While Montgomery was on the injured list. Yeah. They need, to that, do, they need to use him a lot more. That thunder and lightning combination, and I hate calling it thunder yeah. and lightning because everybody goes, oh, he's thunder, he's lightning. These are two similar backs, but Khalil Herbert's got just a little bit more giddy up in his step, a little more, a little more. He's a little more quicker. Yeah. I he, wouldn't he's, even he's say the, quicker. He's Tariq he's, Cohen of this yes, group, really. Yes. He's, he's where twitchy. we have Tariq Cohen. He's twitchier. Yeah. He can make moves where Montgomery, he has he has the one move. He's not beat up. That's the big thing. Like, he has that ability to have that quick step, plant it in the ground, and he can cut across the grain, and he can go cross field. He has So that would speed. you say we want to see Khalil Herbert kind of put in the slot? On a few plays? No, I would just I would honestly for honest, a screenplay, I would, honestly, I would yeah, that, you know yeah. what yeah. I would love to see? Because it would confuse the bejesus out of that defense. You put both of them in the backfield at the same time. Yeah, dual yeah, backs. Yeah. yeah. Are you kidding me? Who who are you going for? That's because either one's a good option. Yep. That's, that's that whole Ravens offense that you see all the time. The two backs with Lamar Jackson, you yeah. go, Okay, well he's handing it off to either one of them or he's pulling it and going. And it's like, yeah, but he could also throw it too. Like, and you've got a bigger threat to throw the football with a guy like Fields being in there. So, and and guess who that opens that up? You put those two in that backfield together, they can stay there and chip if they need to, and you release Comet down yeah. that middle on a flat route, and mm-hmm. it, it just it makes Clement's life easier as well, right? Yeah. Where he doesn't have to worry about blocking, he can get out on a route and actually maybe catch a pass with those hands of stone. <laughs> I'm still not convinced yeah, on him, ladies and gentlemen. Don't get your hopes too set up. But I, I, for me, it all starts if you can stop Dalvin Cook, which mm. is by no means like listen. It's a hard feat. Dude was injured last week and looked like. <laughs> He had, he, like, it literally looked like Mike Zimmerman went up to him before the game, like a day before the game and goes, listen, man, my, my job's on the line. Is there any way that you could just like run for like 6,000 yards in a game and just help me? Help, yeah, and he's help like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm more valuable than you are, man. Like, <laughs> well, I'll now with here. you guys talking about, help the, me. now with you guys talking about uh, defense needing to step up. Uh, defensive corner Desai has been cleared for COVID, so there was rumors that he was not going to be in, on the sideline tonight or just coaching in general. So, And they were going to have someone else fill in. I forgot the name. But now do you expect – now were you guys hoping more of Desai being there or 
the guy backing up for him. Here's the thing, and I think this has been true all year with all the injuries that have gone on with this defense. I don't think Desai has really gotten to run the defense that he wants to run. Because mm-hmm. this whole defense is old. A lot of them is old And players. what did I say at the beginning of the year? Like, if you're... The whole reason I wanted Justin Fields in there is because this, this group is getting older and older, and it, you can't wait years on Justin to progress no no Justin looked like he was making his progressions better like we talked about and I hope we see that again tonight but that being said you know unfortunately we're gonna have to move on from this Bears thing we'll talk about it more tomorrow when we do our live stream for blow the whistle on Twitch right absolutely on twitch.tv we'll talk about sports absolutely so we'll talk about that more tomorrow but guys I got a question for you what's that Mm. do you know where Cardinals go to die we're going to talk about it next on Blow the Whistle. The game is over. The Detroit Lions win their second game of the year as they knock off the Arizona Cardinals who were unbeaten on the road. Pass is broken up. Packers make the play defensively. Stokes was there for Green Bay. Here it is. That's right. Highlights courtesy of Fox and NFL Network. Thank you for those. Some surprises this week. And let's just, we all kind of just heard where the Cardinals go to die. (laughs) Detroit, ladies and gentlemen. Motor City. And I've got a bone to pick with the Arizona Cardinals. Real quick, you cost me $100,000. (laughs) Wait, I'm what? not even joking. Wait, you know that not pick, like he's broke a hundred thousand dollars. The pick but. six thing that they do for Fox. Yeah, every one of them I had right, except for that except one. Except for that oh, one. Oh man, and That's I had rough. and I had Arizona winning by fifteen to twenty-one because of course who wouldn't have Arizona winning by fifteen to twenty-one against the worst hundred thousand? You would have won. Yeah, I would have. Spo- if anybody else had won it, I don't think anybody else w- won it last week just yeah. because of that game. Yeah. But yeah, and if I would have gotten, I had every point spread and every winner except that That's one. Rough. Arizona, that could have gotten us a new studio. That yeah. could have gotten us. That could have gotten us a lot. Yeah. A yeah. lot. Kids would have had a fantastic Christmas. Dad would have bought himself a new car. <laughs> say, what's I'm wrong like, with what's wrong with the yeah. one you have now? Dad's getting himself hey, his own Christmas now, gift. Actually, now I mean She's nothing, chugging. but she, she, <laughs> She's she's plowing along. Well, let me let me throw out the question to our listeners. You know, all those that are listening on Facebook and on uh, Sports Town Chicago, and those listening on the Under the Hood podcast. What team made the biggest statement? for being a playoff team contender this week. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. Andrew, I'm coming to you first because I went to Tyler first last time. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say the Colts. I'm going to say the Colts. I think they made a huge statement against right. the Patriots here. I, I, w- I don't think anybody was expecting this, especially how the way that New England was rolling through yeah. everybody. And playing really good defense. And Mac Jones, uh, listen, I've said it before, I'll say it again. He's been on point. But this was going to be a difficult matchup. And everybody, and, and there were some people that were like, ah, oh, the Patriots cities. I'm like, this isn't going to be that easy of a fight. The Colts defense is pretty good. And Carson Wentz has not turned the ball over that much. He's only in single digits for his turnovers. I know he doesn't make splashy plays, 
But this isn't really a splashy team. Doesn't this is need a, to be. Doesn't need to be. When you have arguably the best running back in the in the league right now with yeah. a good enough quarterback to throw the ball out there and get it to maybe one of the biggest wide receivers in Michael Pittman, you're good. You're Gucci. What do you have to worry about? You're you're winning games. I'll be quite honest. I think he's in a Tannehill situation, but playing better than Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Obviously, it's, because it's, of, it's because almost of, a repeat. And yeah. and, and I'll, I'll go with my pick. Uh, unless you did you have anything else to add to no, that? Uh, other than that, just I I'm would so say, happy the Colts won. <laughs> I, I'll say this right now. Look out for Pittsburgh. I'm telling you right now, if they sneak their little happy behinds into the playoffs, they are because every tan, every game that they play is has been close, yeah. except for maybe one or two. Yeah. And now for some reason, and I I can't even explain it. Like <laughs> Minnesota's that team that goes out and gets that big lead in the first half yep. and then blows. For some reason, Pittsburgh can't play football in the first half. <laughs> first three quarters, they really can't play football. No. And then in the fourth quarter, it's like Ben decides, like, all right, we got to win the game now. He loves no, his, the his hurry old man, up. Yeah. His old man joints got loose. Well, no. Time <laughs> he loves being in that, in that hurry yeah. up kind of offense yeah. because he can get the ball out quicker. Yeah. I don't understand why they haven't gone to it more right to just well he is 40 i mean he he's probably a little a little he's, exhausted but he's not drinking and stuff so he should be able to at least <laughs> that we car- know of cardiovascularly <laughs> right. keep up now because yeah. yeah. he is in better shape he has he, he does he, look better he, he is in better shape but for me that was that was the and we'll get into the other aspect of that game <laughs> yeah. later on later on mm. um all i everybody's gonna hate to hear it Green Bay. Like as much as all painful. the Bear fans, it, it's painful, but it's true. And here's here's the sad part, ladies and gentlemen. I've heard things that relationships are being repaired. Oh no, things are better in Green Bay. I and mean, he so what, they're not, having therapy sessions. He may yeah. not be going anywhere. <laughs> they're they're going to therapy. They're like, okay, I think I, like Green Bay is being like, come on, we can really fix this. And he goes. I don't know therapy and but there I honestly I've heard the same thing. It sounds like Green Bay, I mean at this point he's playing great football and you're looking at it saying yeah. we drafted this kid in the first round and he didn't look all that great cuz if it listen if the, if Jordan Love hits in that game that he plays, I think this is a totally different conversation. Oh, right? Absolutely. This absolutely. is a totally different conversation as soon as he doesn't play well and Aaron Rodgers comes back and now he's in that MVP conversation they're going, "Can we really let him leave?" Because really let him go. This is what Jordan loves third season, third season, third yeah. season NFL and maybe a little bit progression, but it's not, you're not seeing the oh, future yeah. in there, Lambeau you right did now. Notice that there was no hesitation when, when Aaron Rodgers took over for yeah. Brett Favre. Oh, excuse was, me. Yeah. Right. Jordan loves second season. Sorry. There's no, there oh, was second. Okay. See, I would give Jordan love. If one they more could, year, if one more year, could, if they could sign Aaron Rodgers or keep Aaron, cause I think it's a clause, right? In yes. his contract. This is supposed to be like the last bit of it. And then he has an option to either stay yeah, or he can stay or go. And a lot of people assumed he's going to go, but at this I've point, heard, I think they're going to try and keep I've, him. I've heard that the relationships being repaired. So you might have one, at least one more season of this. How about you, Tyler? What was your big... Despite it being a super boring game, I got to go with the Saints. The Saints are... They're sneaking their way up there. Because, I mean, my whole thing was just the fact that they were able to hold... Uh, the Bucks to a big old goose egg on the board. I gotta yeah. put an asterisk. <laughs> I gotta put an asterisk on Granted, this game. Granted, Bucks didn't look that good, but I mean... Well, how are you gonna look good when, what, 
all three of your wide receivers go down to injury. Everybody and got your, hurt. And your running back. Yeah, yeah. Starting, they had, they had I mean, to rely on Ronald every, Jones. Everybody went down for the Bucks yesterday. <laughs> but you win the games that are in, in yeah. front of you, and they did so. And this is crazy that this is the first shutout that Tom Brady's had since 2006. Yeah. Against, wow. I think it was the Bills. Was this Taysom Hill's first Time this season starting at quarterback? Second. Second, second. game. He okay. started second last time. week. Okay. And he looked decent. La- he looked way better this week. Oh, he, he didn't look, He looked more he, comfortable. He didn't look great. He didn't look good. He looked yeah. decent enough to get the ball out of his hands and occasionally run the ball when he had to to get the couple of downs here and there. And you know what I love? Sean Payton kept his meatly little nose out of that game. He told he the, to worry about? He told the coach. <laughs> yeah. You call the plays, and they were going downfield, mm-hmm. which no one expected. No, I was yeah. not expecting them to do that. <laughs> that's why, I mean, that's why they were probably definitely my biggest surprise and a possible team that can weasel their way in it the playoffs. It depends on depending. that de- That defense this year has been super hit or miss. They're either shut down, dragged down, looking like Super Bowl yeah. kind of quality defense, yeah. or they're giving up 450 yeah, yards, right. six <laughs> touchdowns. It's out. definitely yeah. a hit or miss. They're kind of similar to me as the the Bills. Yeah. The Bills, same way, up and down the season. You Absolutely. never know what the hell's going to happen. The, the only difference is, is that, obviously, the Bills have a quarterback that they know they can kind of go to and be like, right. okay, <laughs> this guy can get us out of situations. They it, Where the Saints are, they're like, okay, we have multiple quarterbacks we can throw out. And then it's like the run game really is where they survive on with Alvin Kamara. But that defense after last night, that showed something. That yeah, you went up against spark. the MVP and you shut him down. You shut that whole offense down. That says something right there. And re- real quick, the other one that I really kind of wanted to touch on, your thoughts on the Chiefs-San Diego game. Chiefs are the best team in the AFC, I think, right now. Really? I'm going to say I'm going to disagree. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to disagree only because <laughs> one of the, te- the team that you just talked about yeah, I think Indianapolis right now is probably the best team in the, the AFC. The best team in the AFC. I think they have the best player with Jonathan Taylor. I don't know if they're the best team though. I wouldn't say the Chiefs. I wouldn't say the Chiefs are the best in the AFC. They have gotten themselves back on track because mm-hmm. they had a horrible start. But you know the Chargers. The Chargers were right there with the Chiefs. I felt like that game could have gone either way. That was, that was a good chart. That was good the best game Justin of Herbert best look. game of the week. Oh, he's arguably a top ten, top five quarterback right now. Oh, without no a doubt. doubt, no, no without doubt. a doubt. And and I'll I'll be quite honest with you. Joe's coming up though. I I'm gonna be <laughs> really 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 honest. Mm. Philip Rivers who? <laughs> oh, I, I'm not a lying. Dagger. No, Jeez. I think honest to God, I think he's the guy to get them to a Super Bowl. If anybody I, exactly, is, he's that quarterback. I think I Philip, think Philip Rivers was good, but good. he needed the team. Yeah, this kid can do it by, by himself. himself. Yes, <laughs> he's the guy that can make those. Those obscure wide receivers turn into all, all pro wide receivers. He made Guyton, which who knew? Who's Guyton? <laughs> <laughs> who knows who that guy is? Well, Herbert does. Uh, crazy, absolutely crazy. But uh, for me, I don't know. Do I, you guys have a big disappointment other than the Arizona Cardinals? <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, I'm telling people right now. If you think Detroit should completely tear down and rebuild, you're crazy. They should totally right now keep Jared Goff. Yeah, I'm 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 saying this right now because right now they don't have the number one pick. It's Jacksonville. If that's the case, you trade that number two pick to the Giants and get those back to back picks, or to the Eagles who have three first round picks. Build that team out. Get yourself some help at wide receiver. Get a go to guy and get some help in that defensive backs. Or they're right there at the linebacker spot. Well, they, that whole team's bought into 
Oh, coach. Dan Campbell Dan Campbell's sold yeah. that team. Dan Campbell's that the coach for that team. He brings perfect. He brings the energy that Nagy thinks he brings. But also think about this. They've spent half the season without their best running back. True. True. Yeah. If yeah. DeAndre Swift can stay healthy for a season, that team could be scary yeah. good. Again, who's Reynolds? Who is this kid Reynolds that comes in 112 yards later and everyone's like, oh yeah, this guy looks pretty good. It's <laughs> crazy. I was I think I think getting getting uh Justin Reynolds off of waivers too. Or Josh Reynolds. Or Josh Reynolds, sorry. Oh, that was a great Josh pickup. Reynolds. Get your guy to Jared Goff, the guy yeah. he knows. It's worked out great. Yes. I would still have to put for best team in the AFC for me, I'd still got to say the Patriots still right now. Until proven until That's proven fine. guilty. I mean, I think Darth I, mean, Vader and the I wouldn't Empire. be surprised. Mac Jones, baby. I wouldn't be surprised that during playoff time, Mac Jones is gonna get the the rookie jitters. But I mean, that defense has just been playing so damn well. I still, they just had a slump of a game against the Colts. And the I Colts still want to see how Mac Jones deals with like outright pressure. Absolutely. Like yeah. somebody coming That's straight in. That'll be face. the true the true test right that there. That being said, boys, you know what time it is? No, what is it? What is it's it? the time for the greatest <laughs> segment in all of radio. That's right. It's time for your Killing Me Smalls. And if you've got a play team person that has just had you shaking your head all week long going, you're killing me, Smalls, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BlowTWhistle1, and we'll be right back. You're killing me, Smalls. Woo! I'm so excited. I don't even know why, because I, I I don't feel like I have a really good one this week. I like but yours. I just, I just, yeah, I, I think it's good. I just love, love, love this segment so much. Well, the it, energy that song it is only the greatest yeah, segment in all of radio. Absolutely. That's right. Not even, not even sports radio. All of radio. All ladies of radio. And, mm-hmm. and once again, welcome into our Under the Hood podcast members. If you're first time, I hope you get on board and send us out. And uh, you're killing me, Smalls. If you can, you, we are on Facebook, Twitter. And Instagram at blow T whistle one. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E one. Or if you want to send us one through email, we're at blow T whistle radio at gmail.com. Get that out there a little bit more. So we get a little more interaction. We should also fi- figure out whose phone we should use so we can get them on call. <laughs> hey, uh, Brandon, if you're still out there, do you have, a? a Oh, you're killing me, Smalls? Because if you do, you have to go first because you never go first. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you never go first. <laughs> never go first. <laughs> but that oh, being boy. said, I'm actually going to go first. I'm going to be a little okay. greedy and I'll go first and I'll let you guys go. Rude. All right. I no, know. Rude. 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 <laughs> My You're Killing Me, Smalls goes out to the one, the only, John Harbaugh, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy. And it's for the pure fact of two of the last three games your team busts their asses to get back into the game and only need an extra point to tie the game and to go into overtime. And what do you do? <laughs> oh, let's go for a two-point conversion. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. One, <laughs> Mark Andrews just completely drops the pass. And last night, I don't know what play you called, but it was wrong, sir. Very, 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 The very, worst very thing was wrong. Marquise Brown was wide open in the back mm. of the end zone. <laughs> there was a couple guys that were yeah, wide it open. It was brutal. So Ugh. that being said, let me dive into this just a little bit. Last night, I can understand. You are playing against the almighty. Probably one of the greatest quarterbacks of our generation. The bear killer. 
Aaron Rodgers. And if Aaron Rodgers gets that ball in overtime, he's probably going down and scoring a touchdown. I can understand it. Three weeks ago, though, (laughs) you're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers who couldn't put up a touchdown if their life depended on it unless they're running the no huddle. (laughs) John Harbaugh, for making a very, very questionable two-point conversion call in two of the last three games to try and win a game and you end up losing, I give you a big old... You're killing me, Smalls! That was just... I did not know. I was watching the game, working last night. I'm like, just get the extra point. Send us to overtime. Like, I understand. Like, you like get the I ball. Said, last night, I, I understand more than the, the Steelers You game. put the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands, it's it's game over. Do they just not trust Justin Tucker anymore to kick the field goals? Or oh, it's not No, like I think he doesn't trust his defense right now. I mean, yeah, I get I it. It's see. a problem, but like, but let's say the, on, Let's say man. the Ravens got the ball, and that offense was he doesn't cooking. Make, let me put it to you this way. He doesn't make that decision if he still has Ed Reed and Ray Lewis. Probably not. <laughs> Guarantee it. I'll get the extra point. We right. stop him. No we problem. Stop. Unbelievable, man. This is what happens when you put too much into analytics. You become the Kevin Cash of oh, the yeah. NFL. You too much what, with the computer. What are the percentages right. of us winning this game? <laughs> we would just run the ball into the end zone. Just uh, shakes the magic eight ball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please try again. Darn it! <laughs> Dang it! Time out! Time out! <laughs> time out! Let me try. Oh, I, why are you calling time out? I gotta shake the eight ball one more time. That explains everything about Matt Nagy right now. <laughs> totally explains everything. <laughs> All right, Wait, that's, 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 go for it. That's okay. what he's hiding behind his little playbook. He's got the little magic six. eight ball. <laughs> Magic Ball A Ball said, go for it. It's fourth and ten. Just go for it. Oh, oh my God. That that explains his press conferences too. He's underneath. He's underneath the say? Thing. Please try again. Oh, come please on. Try that, that's the vagueness. <laughs> it says please try again. Well, you know. Oh my god. What are you gonna do to prep for uh, next week? We're gonna try again. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, oh, Andrew, what do you got? I don't know if I can top this now. I'm crying. Man. Hold on. Whew. Okay. All right. So, this is really funny. So I just my, like, I just, real quick, I'm sorry. I just love how it's based on John Harbaugh. Just boomerangs back to the freaking. Hey, we bring it back around, baby. Magic. We bring it back around. In the magic eight ball. Uh, now I want a Bears magic eight ball. <gasps> you right? Yes. All right. Um, I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> So mine is not really a you're killing me smalls in the mean sense. Okay. It's actually you're killing me smalls in the good sense. So if you don't know, there's a player that's really gone viral as the as players usually do on Instagram and Twitter and everywhere and YouTube and stuff. And he's been there for a while. His name is Eman- Hansel Emanuel. You may have heard this name. If you don't know who he is, he's the six foot five player coming out of Kissimmee. I believe it is Kissimmee, Florida. Kissimmee? Yeah, Kissimmee, Florida. Kiss Thank me. you. Kissimmee, Florida. Uh, this young man is the one armed basketball sensation that is right now screaming all over social media. Uh, recently just won, actually, the City of Palms Classic uh, dunk contest. As a one-armed basketball player. For those who don't know, this young man at the age of six actually lost his arm because a cinder block wall fell on him and he was trapped for two hours and they had to amputate his arm. After that, he was unfortunately told that he was probably going to have to lose the arm, in which case, after that happened, he said he was no longer going to be allowed to be able to play baseball anymore because baseball was his preferred sport. He came from the Dominican Republic and then concentrated fully on basketball 
and has now become a sensation of a basketball player, winning dunk contests, having amazing moves. If you haven't seen this kid, look up his highlight tape. He is incredible. The things he does with one arm, I can't do with two arms, let alone if I had four, probably. Tyler, we should probably post some of that on our social media Absolutely. so people yes. know exactly well, who we're oh, talking about. He is incredible. There's a video that I believe I liked on my actual Twitter that we can get it out. Yeah, for oh, sure. Cool. He yeah. had a fantastic... It didn't go quite go in, but if it went in, it would have been unbelievable. He did a three sixty layup, reverse layup, with one arm. Yeah, it would it was gonna be it would have been fantastic. He, I mean, he's juking people out with one arm. He's taking them ISO one on one and putting them on the floor. He is insanely talented, and he actually has, I believe, one right now offer from Tennessee State. So he has one division offer right now, but he has interest coming in from about three or four other schools awesome. that want to give him a chance. And I think this is a great story. I want to put this out there again. I know this is usually where we burn people, but to, we do it for positive we do, stuff. We too. do it as well, but I know it's mostly meant to kind of get after guys, but. But for Hansel Emanuel, for this amazing young man who is 17 years old and is about to be entering into that prime moment of his basketball career, I say to you, sir. You're killing me, Small. In a good way. <laughs> I'll preface that. In a good way. In a good way. In a good way. He's insanely talented. I love watching his highlights. It's so good. T.Y., what you got? I'm going after the Mahomes reject. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Now, yes. wait a minute. I got to do this. The opinions of Tyler Buterball are in no way that of Blow the Whistle, the show. His opinions are it. his alone. It has nothing to do with Blow the Whistle. This is just me. But So, uh, so uh, good old Patrick. Good old, no, the, no, the other. Patrick, when when, oh. when you want to do an interview, you can do it with me. Or me. Or, or yeah. Andrew. Don't leave me out of it. <laughs> I'll make fun of your little brother too much. <laughs> Go for it. Go ahead, Tyler. Sorry. So. Good old Jax Mahomes is coming out on all everywhere again as he's been pushed out by the before and just looking like a complete idiot, making himself give himself a dumb name. He is apparently he apparently was feuding with a local Kansas City bar that accused a social media star of trying to crush the small business while acting entitled. So Jax Mahomes is trying to put this bar on blast and be the bar, with their response, couldn't have been any more professional and made him look like an absolute moron. The bar comes back. We are sorry we could not seat your very large group. As you possibly saw, our bar is very small. We are sorry that you have the reach that you do, or at least that you think you do, and that instead of using it for something positive, you decided to use it to try to crush, to try and crush a small business. We survived a global pandemic. We'll survive your ego. <laughs> we are sorry. That's that, that was the greatest thing. That is amazing. Hats off to you, the bar. Oh, my God. Absolutely. And it goes, we are sorry you didn't reach out to us first before taking to social media. But then again, that is uh, an ex expectation we would have from a mature and rather uh, get cut off. But a more mature uh, person. So, Absolutely. But I also want to go after him because I didn't get a chance to go after him before for this moron making a TikTok dance while being stepping on top of Sean Taylor's number on the day that they retired his number. Oh, yeah. That, that, he claims that, that it wasn't intentional and that he didn't do it on purpose. But, dude, how could you not see the number Have and you could know the whole, the, the whole point of that game? So that was just an absolute, absolute disgrace, and I'm surprised he's still around being allowed on the sidelines. So to the... Geico version of Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> Why Jack, 
Excellent, Mahomes. Oh my God, that's so good. You're killing me, Smalls. Oh my God, yes. wow, that's great. Yes. I was gonna call him Scrappy Dude, Scooby Doo, but that was that is amazing. Bravo, Bravo Tyler. Sir. Bravo. Bravo, Tyler. That is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my. So I mean. That's going to do it wow. for <laughs> You're Killing Me Smalls this week. But once again, if you have one that has you saying You're Killing Me Smalls, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blow T Whistle one That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. But playoff excitement is getting contagious, gentlemen. But that's not the only thing that's getting contagious. We talk about it next on Blow the Whistle. Sports leagues around the U.S. are feeling the impact of rising positive cases. The NFL postponing three of this weekend's games after outbreaks led to more than 150 players on the COVID-19 reserve list in just the past five days. The Raiders versus the Browns, Washington versus the Eagles, and Seahawks versus Rams games have all been moved to early next week after the Browns, Washington, and the Rams saw a surge in cases among their players and staff as the NFL updates their COVID protocols. Welcome back to Blow the Whistle. I'm David Dykstra, and I'm here with Andrew Valentin, Tyler Buterball, and I... Dude, did you pick this music, or was this the music that came with the little... I picked this. I feel like I'm in a like in getting a ready for the zombie movie. apocalypse. <laughs> I was gonna say either that or I'm like, we need you know to what's funny though? this murder. This, so I got this off the Odyssey Library. Yeah, it's literally called like pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! They literally had they had another perfect. one. Perfect. I was going. Fantastic. I was picking through that one or social distance. <laughs> that was the other That's one. A fantastic. <laughs> well, let me get our question out to our <laughs> listeners, and then I'll come back to you guys. Do you think the NFL needs to change their COVID protocols because it's come into question by actually quite a bit of the players? Hit us up on Facebook, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I had a momentary. It's Monday. Yeah, it's something. It's Monday. Well, it's not hey, Monday. that was the first time we had to use the Monday excuse. Yeah, I had a momentary but thing where I was good. thinking about something else. And Sorry, guys. Hit us <laughs> up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blow T Whistle one That's B-L-O-W-T-E-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. Um... Andrew, I know I know you've got some opinions about this because mm-hmm. you and I have actually talked about it in length. Yeah. What do you think they need to change some things? Do you what what needs to happen? I think they already changed some things if I'm not mistaken because yeah. I'm pretty sure when the season started they said, "Okay, so here's the deal. You will forfeit games if you have COVID and you don't have enough players to play. It's no postponing. We go on without you and whoever got COVID is either getting fined or they're getting fined. The team's, the team's getting, getting fined, fined for the loss of revenue, yeah. and th- there's like no makeup game. That's it. It's just a loss on their on their count. So, I I don't know what changed the rules. Oh wait, yeah, I do. It's money. Um, no, I think I, I think it's this. Yeah, I think you and I had this discussion. Mm-hmm. I think that if there had been a bigger pushback to getting the vaccinations yeah. from the players. Mm-hmm. That would have been yeah. what happened. Yeah. But well, since most of the players, I'd say what, 98% of the players fell in line? It's about, it's estimated about 95% of the NFL right now is fully vaccinated. So 95, about 60%, I think, have booster shots at this point, or about. So yeah. 95% of the NFL fell in line. Right. So let's not do what we originally said we were going right. to do. Let's do it this way instead. Well, and now, I also think. Well, I'm sorry. I, no, you're good. I also, I also think that it's too like this is just like because we have the new variants, right? We have the Delta thing and o- Omicron. 
The Omicron? Omicron is that Omicron. however you say it is. It's but a transformer. Yeah, it's exactly. a Decepticon. <laughs> but like with these with these new with, That's always the thing I think of. Yeah, too. I know, right? That's instantly what went to my head. Omicron. Roll out. <laughs> um sorry folks. <laughs> but no, I think just because it's like this new stuff is coming in, it's like, well, we can't really blame the players. Like I think this is not like yeah. a thing where it's like they were irresponsible. It's just it's it's spreading now and it's hitting the NFL because there's a lot of closeness. There's a lot of people in activities there, so it's going to happen. But there's a lot of questions that I have because there's some new updates on the COVID uh, protocols. There's two that I'm p- pulling up right now from NFL.com and Yahoo Sports. Is The NFL, four days ago, they updated COVID-19 protocols to allow for quicker return from quarantine for vaccinated individuals. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like that's a big problem as well because mm-hmm. granted, you're vaccinated. You can still get COVID, Yeah, but from the CDC, you should be getting the exact same amount of time quarantining as everyone else. So I, I don't understand why they're trying to rush this um, just because they're vaccinated. That makes I no guess, sense. I guess yeah. my whole thing is for it to have popped off the way it has. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get into other sports as well later on in the show. Yeah. Tease. Oh, <laughs> but let's talk about it has to be a lot of asymptomatic positive. I would assume. Because if you're showing symptoms, right, you're automatically going to be like, okay, I need to be away from people. But if you're walking around with no symptoms whatsoever. But now you saying that is another thing from Yahoo Sports. This was two days ago is the NFL will end mandatory COVID-19 testing for asymptomatic vaccinated players in major protocol change. So they're still testing positive for COVID, but if they're not showing symptoms, they're not going to. They're not going to test them. So, well, so if they're not going to mandatory test them, they could be having it and they're still on the field. You know yeah. what I mean? That's also dumb as well. That's yeah. But, but, I don't know about it. But you can still what, spread it. Okay. Right. And it comes back to, and I hate being political here and, yeah. and getting it's into this. It's not being political. It's being so, it's, it's a societal thing. It's a societal thing. Because we're not politicians. Yeah. You know, right. No. It's a societal thing. But at what point, and I've been kind of there since we've come out of the, the, the the covid bubble going okay so at what point do we just go let freedom ring everybody just it, 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 at some point or another everybody's going to get it and and deal with it the best way that we can well because um i was talking with my dad uh a few days ago and he made a pretty decent point and it was like you've always heard of players playing through with the flu yeah michael jordan with the flu game it he's just questioning as to why they're not letting players play through with COVID compared to the flu. Like if they had the flu, they I would... mean, it's a very valid and interesting point. Yeah. And, and, but you I know, think it's just everything, how everything has been going I on. I think, you I know, mean, they're two different things. That's right. Obviously, that's, and, yeah, and that's, exactly. And we understand that, but I also, I've also said, and I'm not, again, I'm not trying to get anyone's goal. I'm just saying that we have to understand that this could turn into a situation like the flu. If the thing, if this thing evolves any further from where it is now and becomes more dangerous, you have to be cautious about that because you don't know how it's going to affect people by next year or by next month. This thing could move very quickly and how it changes. It already and, has. Right, exactly. And so we, with the way we're seeing it right now, and again, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I don't know all the logistics about it, but I do know that with the flu, as time has evolved, as people have evolved, so has the flu. And that's why it still infects us. It's contagious to us. And it's even gotten more aggressive where I think it was two years ago. It was it was. People were dying from it relatively quickly. Again, they're two different viruses. It's acting different ways, but you can't, you have to be precautious with these things. 
I understand that there's the whole situation with younger people are not that affected, but you can't take that risk. I, I mean, I come from a different stance of it from the fact that, you know, I do have a father who is terminally ill mm-hmm. and dealing with that. And if he got COVID, it's right. done. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's done and it's over, guys. Like, And so I'm one of those that was very anti-vax, but I went and got it anyway. So I could be a part of my father's life. Absolutely. Yeah. You, these are the things that you do now. Don't get me wrong. I'm sitting here right now. And from every story that I've heard about the booster, I am deathly afraid of doing the booster because mm. I've heard everybody gets knocked on their patootie over it. Yeah. Well, I heard it's about the same as if you, for some people, like for me, when I got my second shot, that one put me on my boot. That's b- b- duty. Yeah. So I well, mean, that's cause you're weak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was the same way, though. I got my second shot. Now, I didn't, like, get knocked out in bed and in cold sweats or anything. I was just kind of like, oh, man, I don't feel good. And that's when I told you guys, like, hey, I can't make it or whatever because I didn't want to take a chance. I didn't want to take the opportunity that I might get you sick or whatever the case is. But after, like, a day, I felt better. But, I I mean, listen, I would understand the booster being stronger because it's a booster. It's supposed to be, like, more potent so you can – I mean, it's going to take you down. So this way it builds you back up, and it's like, hey, you're stronger now. I've heard – I've heard just so many – I've heard the same thing a lot of – so many stories of just people, like, literally two hours after getting the booster going, I need to go lay down, and I need to go lay down now. Yes. But that being said, (laughs) it's going to be interesting to see how the NFL deals with this – Moving forward. Oh, yeah. Because tonight, and I'm, I'm going to be a little selfish here. I'm kind of glad Baker Mayfield and Case Keenum are not playing in this game because let's go Nick Chubb. But that being <laughs> said, selfish fantasy it's reasons. selfish. Selfish fantasy reasons. But therein lies, like, these teams have, like, it goes through the whole right. quarterback crew, and you've got to go out and sign some – you get the Denver Dude. Broncos situation where they're going, you, wide receiver, can you throw the ball? Yeah. No? Yeah. All right, we're running a lot of option, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it, and it just, it it comes to that point, yeah. and you're just going to have to deal with it. And, I mean, this is something that, you know, like, I'll be honest with you, if I'm a guy like Trace McSorley, I know you love that name. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. I'm sitting there licking my lips going, okay, my opportunity may come here very quickly because. Excuse you. Oh. <laughs> you were just so on fire with that point that we the needed fire to call in the, the fire department coming. for that one. But God, I picked that up from out here. Once, oh God. <laughs> once again, like like I said, yeah. you know, there, there's going to be some decisions that need to be made. And from what it sounds like, the NFL's kind of going with the, if you got it, you got it. All right. We're going to have to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to do rapid testing, and the fa- as Goodell, quick as we can get you back out there, we're going to get you back out there. Yeah. Goodell did come out and say that by December 27th, all uh, staff, tier one and tier two staff are required to receive the booster shot. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's so, he's doing it for his 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 group right so, so it's i mean if, it's, is he gonna mandate it for the entire nfl though right. doubt it that's that's gonna be the interesting question going forward is what is the policy gonna be for this season and then even going into next year because obviously we don't know what's gonna happen for next year but at least for this point in time i don't Yo, know this how, thing ain't going away anytime no, soon. Oh, no, no it, it doesn't, it's doesn't feel like it, that's for sure but it doesn't feel like with what we saw with the covid stuff with the just getting the vaccine I don't know how these boosters are going to go over 
for everybody else right now. It, it all depends on like, here's my, here, and here's my issue. If you've already been vaccinated, what's the big deal about getting the booster then? Yeah. Like yeah. It, it, right. it, it, at that point, right. I get if you're, you're anti-vaccinated, right. I get you not going, well, the, the booster's definitely out of the question. Great. Fine. That's your decision. Your opinion Mm -hmm. i fully support everybody having the right that it's their body what have you but if you're already vaccinated and then you come out and say oh i'm not doing the booster that's asinine yeah that's completely and totally idiotic Mm -hmm. absolutely but that's gonna end it for number one hour that is oh but you know what that means those what the deuce what the deuce it's coming up next our number two of blow the whistle is just around the corner and on tap we have college football bulls some more nba news some things we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. and then i get to talk about golf for a little bit it's been a while since we've let you i know (laughs) so excited so come on back we'll be right back with our number deuce If you don't know by now what that music means, best music on ever. this show, it's our favorite song. It's time ever. to talk college football bowl games, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Always a pleasure to talk college football. Is there anything really big going on? What impress? Let, let me ask this real quick to our listeners, and then I'm going to ask you guys a couple questions. What bowl game? are you most looking forward to watching this week in college football? Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at blow T whistle one. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E one guys real quick, real quick answers. Anything stand out for you both over the week and as far as the college bowl games, coastal Carolina, Northern Illinois. That right? was my favorite that was, game of the week. Right? That was so much fun. My guy to see my boy Grayson McCall go against the Northern Illinois Huskies. Lombardi looked really good. That was a really fun now, game. Now, I heard a rumor that uh, McCall might be uh, transferring. Uh, He's a sophomore, so he could possibly be. But as far as right now, it sounds like he might be staying put. It has not been confirmed nor denied, but there is through the rumorville that he might be looking because schools really like him. Oh, for good reason. LSU, I'm just saying, man, really take a good look at it. <laughs> take a really good look. I'm loving this kid right now. How about you, Tyler? Was there a game that kind of stood out to you? Mine's Western Kentucky and Appalachian State. Bing! Zappy. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Did you not know about this kid? I didn't know no, about him until this game. This He's kid. a slinger, boy. 422 yards, six tutties. What? Oh, yeah. That was, that Western was Kentucky's sick. the new Houston where he you can, just go there and throw all day. Yeah, he can sling. Oh, he's got a Hell, arm. one receiver, Stearns, had three of those six. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, man. God. He can sling My favorite that thing ball. was at the end of the game, the running back goes in the end zone, and they're like, and that's his third of the season. And I'm like, no kidding, because all the other touchdowns go to the quarterback. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> I got 62. Running back, three. <laughs> all varsity blues. Right. <laughs> he get down to the goal line, and he picks somebody else to go in. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm the workhorse. 
So what do we got on tap Ooh. for this week, Andrew? Well, right now we do got Tulsa and Old Dominion playing right now. Tulsa Ooh. is up 14 to 10 with 17 seconds left in the second quarter. Okay. Right. Go, um, go Tulsa. Well, the, I mean. I got them in my in my bowl, bowl games. Yeah. The Myrtle Beach Bowl. Absolutely. Myrtle Beach Bowl. Yeah. Did anybody watch the Jimmy Kimmel Live Bowl? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Dude, he's got it. That, we talked about it, but I didn't watch that. Are you that big and that much of an ego that and you want to have? got a lot of money, and yeah. I guess it's really good advertisement. I mean, you can't. But I was going through a lot of the names of these bowls. And oh, they're ridiculous. Like, listen to this one. UTSA and San Diego State. Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. That's actually one of the ones I'm excited to watch. That's going to be a good game. Who is it? It's UTSA and San Diego State. Yeah, that's going to be a that's good game. That's going to be a good, good one. Game. I'm just, I love the new names It's going to be a quick game, too. Because yeah. both of them are running football teams. They they run that no huddle, fast paced offense on both sides of the ball. So and they're both running games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, out of that, I mean, you've got Missouri versus Army, which I mean, Army had a really decent. season. I think Army Army will win that game, and I uh, think so too. Army control the clock. Mizzou hasn't really been much. This Although year. out of freaking nowhere, Mizzou has the number one. Are the number ten recruiting class yeah. in the in the nation this do they year? Really? They yeah, actually wow. they do a great job mopping up like the receivers. I'm telling you, the receivers around the Midwest get underrated all the time, and Mizzou's the one that kind of goes. You want to come here and like run as run all the routes you want, and we will throw you every, every freaking football possible. We'll like get that's you a, how they we'll do it. We'll get you a three-star quarterback that can just put it on you. Exactly. That's, that's what Drew Locke did. Drew Locke made Drew a career Locke out was of bigger than well, a yeah. three-star. But, but here's the thing, though: he was playing with the three and the two-star guys, and was like, "I'm gonna just throw it everywhere because there's somebody always open." So, um, but yeah, outside of that, I this is the one you and me have enjoyed. It's the UCF versus Florida game. That's, that's the one the, I'm looking forward that's to. My favorite Gasparilla one. Bowl is that. Right, Gasparilla Bowl. I believe that's how you say it. Gasparilla. 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 You know my favorite name out of all of the bowls this year? The Duke's Mayo Bowl. Yes. You know what they win if they... It's legitimately a trophy with a big thing of mayo on it. Remember, the top this of- was my your yeah. killing me smalls yeah. last year. They broke the trophy and they duct taped an actual bottle of mayonnaise to, uh, <laughs> to the trophy. By the way, it has also been reported for that bowl game that Mac Brown and the head coach of uh, South Carolina escapes me right now, but they both have agreed that they will have a mayo bath. If either one, what? whoever wins that game, they will have a, I'm not kidding, a mayo bath. <laughs> They're yeah, gonna fill up the ice tubs with mayo. No, no, no. They're gonna dump mayo on oh. so like in, instead of Gatorade. It's, it's gonna, gonna be mayo. You know how long that's gonna take <laughs> for us to slide right? down? The big, the big lime in her. Yeah. Come on. The coach is like <laughs> hit the base of the thing. It'll the coach is running, and they're like, "Come on, dump, yeah. dump. It, It's gonna be. I, I couldn't believe what. No, I heard I'm it. absolutely looking forward to the UCF uh, Florida game. That's that's the, that's Florida that, championship right there. Oh yeah, for sure, for <laughs> um, sure. Now you, don't get don't get us wrong. We've talked we talked about this last week. Yep. We think Miami's back on its way back, mm-hmm. and Florida State won't be back until Dion decides to leave Jackson State and go to Florida and be the head coach that or Florida State. And Travis and go Hunter goes with him. Yeah. <sighs> One bowl that I'm hey son come here. I wanted I wanted to make now this could be true but this is my opinion mm-hmm. he said he wanted to make uh, historically black colleges yes. relevant again mm-hmm. and bring them back to relevance and show kids that you could go to these schools and have an impact yeah I say BS Deion Sanders got you a, a deal with Barstool Sports. And that's why you went to Jackson State. Well, Barstool actually came out and said that there was no money given to him at all. So now they could say that, and maybe they did or they didn't. I don't know, but they've said that they don't nah. have a deal with him. But anyway, we do have a quick update from our 
fourth member, Brandon Januska. Uh, Just quick Bears update. The Bears have flexed the following players from the practice squad to the active roster for tonight's game. Receiver Nisimbo Webster, Thomas Graham Jr., D. Virgin, Michael Joseph, Bo Pete Keys, Charles Snowden, Kale London, and Daz Newsom. And then that's the one I wanted to hear. Yeah, I Daz, for that. Daz could make a difference tonight. I would. I've been wanting to see him play, and he'll be Brandon's returning. Yeah, favorite favorite player, Jermaine Fetty, is activated <laughs> off the IR. Woo-hoo! I'm sure he's so happy. I bet you he is. Andy Andre Houston <laughs> Carson guess is playing play left tackle IR. tonight. If Jason Peters doesn't play, yeah, <laughs> Fetty. Oh boy, I'll that's... guarantee you. I will guarantee you. If Eddie's at left tackle, if Jason Peters isn't playing tonight. No, I, I don't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt uh, it. Have no. fun with that, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> but back to the college football. One of the <laughs> <laughs> one of the bowls that I'm really looking forward to, obviously I'm not even going consi- to even gonna talk about the uh, oh, college football playoffs. Listen, Those are gonna be next, good. next week's college football, we're going to have at least two really segments. Yeah. That's next when it week, kicks up. Next week, we'll have two segments. These are just the appetizers, yes. folks. We're getting into the main course the next week. Yeah, these are appetizers. Yeah, exactly. Good games. Absolutely. Solid games. Like, who would have thought Northern would have hung with Coastal Carolina like that? I thought. I mean, I thought they were going to keep it close, but like to keep it that close, to play that well, I thought Coastal Carolina's defense was really going to be a lot better, but... Northern really played a good game. They had a really good attack. Just run the football, keep it strong, keep the speed to the outside. and Don't let Mom Lombardi throw <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> I mean, he had that really great run where he ran up the middle and yeah. he broke like four or five tackles and got out of it. What and, was that? Yeah, I know. That was, uh, that, so it was clearly an all-offensive game, but I, I mean, Grayson McCall's amazing. And like I said, if he is transferring LSU, just... No, come to Give him Nebraska. Or, yeah, go to we're, Nebraska. We're honestly. drowning over here. Uh, I, hey. You got a wide receiver now who's uh, the coolest. So uh, Yeah, you got the, the coolest. coolest. That's right. Excuse I forgot the about that. You got the coolest. You got the coldest oh. Crawford, man. You yeah. stole him from us. If you guys want a Christmas gift for me, give me a jersey of him. <laughs> <laughs> Mini the coolest. <laughs> I just should say the coldest on his on his the, on the yeah, back. I, it should. It's not be, even Crawford. I just should say his name. I'll so, be the I have Florida. I have Florida UCF. You yeah. have. I'm gonna uh, take. I'll take UCF on this. I think I, I know that UCF Gabriel's not too. there, but I'll I don't take have UCF. my phone on me because you know. Yeah, we're live. <laughs> we're, live. <laughs> we're live on Facebook. <laughs> But I would take UCF. I I still think they're I just Florida feels discombobulated. They feel like they're kind of all over the place. I mean, granted, one's without a quarterback. UCF. They don't have Gabriel. The other one's without a coach. Well, they're so gonna I don't be, know. They're also going to be without a quarterback. Exactly. Yeah, they don't have a quarterback either because Emory Jones is out. Emory said he's playing the bowl game, but oh, then he's, he's transferring. Playing. Okay. All right. So, so he we'll is play playing. The game. So they still don't have a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> sorry, Emery. No, he's just not that good. I'm sorry, he's not that good. He's he's once again it's that whole are you an athlete or are you a quarterback yeah. conversation. Yeah. And he's an athlete. Unfortunately, it's, it's he hasn't proven and, and otherwise. And the other quarterback isn't. He just got to stop dancing. He's older room. than 13 in his head. <laughs> But please that's don't a whole be James Winston, please. That's a whole nother story. Yeah. Is there one that jumps off for you there, Tyler? On uh, the ones this week? Yeah. Mine I was- almost did it again. <laughs> he's I he's not here. He's there. He's, he's in my Just hair. accept the fact he's, in he's my gone. Head. He's not coming <laughs> he's back. In my head, we lost him. <laughs> he's in my head. <laughs> um, mine's awesome. He probably put a chip in me. <laughs> 
know why. That's so funny. This is great. He chipped me. <laughs> so he Saber. gave you so, so he gave you Brandon. your vaccine shot. Brandon. Is that it, Brandon? Brandon, he gave you your vaccine shot. Is yeah, that's it? Right, <laughs> he gave you the shot. Please don't what? don't start. Don't start. Mine's, Mine's uh, I I like the UCF. Uh, and Florida game as well. That's probably the one I'm picking the most. But I also do like the UTSA and San Diego State Dude, game. Dude, that crowd, that that's crowd at that Florida game is going to be insane. Oh, oh yeah. it is. Absolutely. It's, it's going to be half be... and half. Oh, it's, yeah. It, oh, and it's, I didn't even realize it's in Florida too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's in Tampa. Oh, yeah. it's going to, it's going to be, well, that's going to be more, that's going to be more Florida than UCF, but UCF still isn't that far away. It's, they do have, no, it's Orlando. So, I mean, it's still, it's a good, Two it's hours a, of difference for both of them. ESPN yeah. does have Florida uh, six and a half point favorites. What? Yeah, I figured. and the over under fifty five and a half. School, it's going to happen. Yeah, but I think I, UC, they, I think UCF is going to come out of it. I and it for depends. Okay, let me put it to you this way. Yeah, low key, it all depends. And I'll only say this once: there is a transfer from Penn State that plays for Florida now. Brandon Shorter, mm, five yeah. star, five star wide receiver, Justin Shorter, or Justin Shorter. Yes. Sorry, sorry, Brandon Shorter was the linebacker. Now you just can't Shorter. get Brandon out of your head. I know. <laughs> Jesus, stop hitting the chip, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> but Justin Shorter could be the difference maker in that game. Oh yeah, if he can catch the ball, which is yeah. a huge if. <laughs> huge. There's a reason he didn't make the team at Penn State. Yes. And then, do you want to do UTSA San Diego State to really quick end it off? I would. Picking? I I got UTSA. I'm okay. gonna, I'm gonna ride that. I'm gonna ride that Bronco until it falls. I'm gonna ride that Roadrunner until it falls off the cliff. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'm gonna go with San Diego State. I'm gonna go UTSA as well on this one. They've been that quarterback's looking really good. Hey, okay. Hey guys. Hi. Did. Did the Windy City Bulls beat the Lakers last night? <laughs> we talk about it next on Blow the Whistle. We're in the Movado last minute of tonight's game. And DeRozan hits. Bulls lead. Bulls leading by three. Anthony misses. Kept alive. Ellington for three. Can't tie it. Bulls got it with 2.7 to go. And the Bulls sweep the Lakers. Welcome back to Marta Rosen. Welcome back, Windy City Bulls. I mean, Chicago Bulls. Great job. Welcome back to the Whistle. I'm David Dexter. I'm here with Andrew Valentin, Tyler Buterball. Welcome to our Under the Hood podcast members. If it's your first time, I hope you're enjoying it because we are. Oh, we're yeah. having a great time. We were just talking about right. it on Facebook, how much this has been a lot of fun today. Absolutely. I'm going to throw out a question real quick to our listeners let us know what you think at on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or email us and let us know at blow T whistle one, B L O W T W H I S T A L E one or blow T whistle radio at gmail.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let us know. So the question to you guys, were you impressed that the bulls beat the Lakers with so many players missing last night? Andrew, I'll go to you oh, first. Okay, <laughs> I was. Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you guys just talk about it because, yeah, uh, you're my you're my basketball guys. Absolutely, I was totally impressed. The fact that he was able to bounce back again after what two weeks of being gone now, and you're able to come back like that after mm-hmm. not being on the court at all with those guys, that says something. That says that says to me that everybody in the NBA outside of the Bulls and the Lakers missed something. They missed something. They didn't see what he was capable of. Because right now, 
he should be in that MVP conversation, which would have been my you're killing me smalls had I not gotten for Emmanuel. But he should be in that type of conversation of being one of the top players in the league. He currently right now leads all players in the fourth quarter in points with like 8.2 points scored in the fourth quarter. He had 19 in this last game to help win it against the Lakers. That's insane. That's clutch. That's what you want. This was huge, and this shows that even with one of your top stars out, you can find a way to win the game. And they played collectively. They played an incredible team game. They shut guys down. They worked in and out offensively. This was one of Billy Donovan's best jobs, I think, coaching thus far. And there's still much more of the season to go. That's what's crazy. <laughs> do you think Do you think Donovan's coach of the year right now? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hands down. I don't and, think there's a question. That, okay. Take the homer out of it. Do you still think Billy Donovan? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. From what, okay. From what they just, turned this team into. Mm-hmm. I mean, Grant, he still did a good job. With what that he was had, more, that was more directed at you than Andrew. Oh, okay. yeah, I, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Andrew can take his homerisms out. Sometimes <laughs> you, me, I get a little too excessive. <laughs> but uh, me, my Bears one is right now sitting in a fireplace. <laughs> That's gone. Put so, that but, in storage. Yeah. I, I I agree. For me, the expectations were mediocre at best yeah. for the Bulls this season. They, are they improved, but weren't expected to be this good. Well, because a lot of the. A lot of the uh, analysis and everyone around in the NBA did not think that signing DeMar DeRozan was a good pick. They thought you're just getting a washed-up player for too much money. And Zach back piggybacking exactly what Andrew said, he's putting up MVP numbers. Yeah. The, he deserved all the MVP chance when he was putting the, the dagger free throws in last night. I would not be surprised. He's, he's definitely got to be up there for MVP candidates. But was I surprised about this game? Absolutely. Despite me not having all the faith and thinking that the Lakers are as good as the the paper puts them out the as the Lakers are horrible. They're bad. They're, they're horrible. They're trash. They're Despite the they're name. They're trash. And I expected it to be this close. But yeah, with like exactly like you said, the way how DeMar DeRozan first game back being mm-hmm. gone for two weeks, put up thirty eight points, absolutely ridiculous. And then Everyone else was just playing their part. One of my favorite highlights of that game was Vooch just stuffing LeBron. Oh, oh that, that was that great. Was, that was great. I mean, for a guy that's not known defensively to be able to go up against arguably one of the smartest and best players to ever play this game, and he still gets 31, sure, but he found every possible way to shut him down and not make it easy for him, and that's an important key role on this is that for Carmelo, he came off the bench and he had like 21. Okay, that's fine. I'm For LeBron, you know he's going to have probably 25 to 30 points. At least. That's fine. But they shut down everybody else. Russ only had like 15 points. Russ and he is had to try, horrible. He he's, had to try and take shots from the outside. And you he knew went. he wasn't going to take those. He's not going to make those. Like, Russ get, has been absolutely trash well, this, this season. So he had, he had 20. But 9 for 19. Yeah. And this is the worst out of them all. Two for six from free throw. That's what I mean. That's is, horrible. You can't do that. You got to be knocking As a those star player. Like you can't let that happen. So let, let me <laughs> let me ask you this: and, and and do you think with the success that they've found getting these components, and I'm talking year years from now, mm-hmm. next year and beyond, does Chicago now become a go to place? For free agents because it hasn't been for so long. I think a lot is that because they got a front office now that is not afraid to spend money when they have mm-hmm. it and they got a, 
a very promising coach that can make that team successful, like just going reversing about what we were just talking about with Billy Donovan. Absolutely, this brings this brings uh, attraction to free agents that wants players to come and play for them. I mean, hell, it's been coming out a lot lately. Uh, Brand or uh, Andrew? <laughs> no, oh, I'm saying it. He chipped Damn you. It. <laughs> he chipped you. Wow, Andrew. Uh, I know. I believe because I saw you share posts of the diehard Chicago Bulls fan mm-hmm. page on Facebook. They started bringing back how back in the Foreman Paxson uh, years, D Wade, LeBron, and Chris Bosh were all considering coming to Chicago. They wanted to come to Chicago. That's a place yep. to be. But they didn't want to spend the money on it. Yep. But now that you got a guy in the front office that is not afraid to spend money on what's where it's worth, yeah, this is definitely a, a definitely a spot location for free agents, like good free yeah. agents to come and play for. And, I mean, and I want to say one thing real quick yeah. before I forget about it because my basketball knowledge isn't as great as you guys. I heard a night a, a really interesting take on Russell Westbrook. That he is a better player when he has nobody else around him. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. He had his best years when he was with OKC when the whole freaking team left. Yeah. I mean, once they brought in Paul George, I I talk about it all the time. Paul George comes in, has MVP numbers, 29 points a game. He's one of the top scorers in the league for like 20 games in a row. He's putting up those big numbers. And then all of a sudden, the next night after it was talked about all over sports, like, should he be for the MVP? And you got Stephen A going, absolutely, he should be the MVP. He should be talked about as the MVP. And then the next night, what happens? Russ takes all the shots. He was averaging like 20 shots a game at that point. He takes like 40 shots that game. He's scoring all the points. And OKC loses the game. And all all Paul George had was like 19, 20 points or whatever. And Russ had His like ego. 40 points or whatever. And they lose the game. And then after that, it was that was the whole thing. He's so got the worst this is ego. Why, this is yes. why I bring this up. Because I've heard talks. I don't know if it's real, real. But I've heard talks that Lakers are interested in trading him to Portland for Damian Lillard. I don't know if they're going to trade him to Portland. But I do know that I heard they're interested in talking with people about making that trade. Of trading him out. Because I think they know. Even though he's... 32, who plays like he's 27, 28, which is great. They need to get young, fresh legs out there with LeBron that can Absolutely. work with him. They have all they're gonna, old players. They're going to they're gonna get killed out there because I said in the first 35 games, they can survive. But after game 36 and beyond, send him. Portland would be foolish Here's to do that. one. Yeah. Here's one for you. Send him to New Orleans for Zion. Do you think they'll do that? I don't think. You, I don't do think that. New Orleans would make that trade though. I think. Z- why, I think what, Zion why would, would lose the weight all of a sudden? Well, yeah, you will. I, I He'll pull a Julius Randle. I would, <laughs> I would guarantee you. I you would guarantee you. Would, he would get his head out of his behind. If he if he pulls if Zion pulls a thing where he's like refusing to play and they're just going to be spending his contract and not getting anything out of what him. What do you think he's yeah. doing right now? That's what he's doing. Yeah. But he's, oh my God, he's getting a lot of it's weight. It's either he's he's trying to get out of New Orleans, which I do think that's the case. Yeah, I would or, too. Or he's just really that into food, and he's. Eddie, I think it's a little bit of both. Because I because I think it's I think it's Charles Barkley. Well, I've said Eddie Curry. Uh, yeah, Eddie, Eddie Curry. Curry is my perfect example because this guy that for those who don't know Eddie Curry, 2004 draft I think it was top four pick. Came out of Chicago, by the way. Great kid in Chicago. Was the hometown pick. Everybody thought, oh, we got our guy. We got our boy. Six nine two fifty. And he would fluctuate anywhere from 240, being at his best shape, 
to 300 at one point. He yeah. was like, he hit the 300 mark. And I'll never forget, there was a night my dad said he came into practice two days ago and he was 245. He came into the game the next day and he's 265. And he goes, how do you put on 20 pounds Over, in two days? Yeah. Rotisserie chicken? That's just, <laughs> like, I had two full chickens yeah. and like, I'm like... <laughs> Like, he like, had this giant dinner, I guess. And I'm like, that you can't do You're going to take yourself out. Yeah. And it's worse for Zion because he was like 6'8", 6'9". Zion's 6'5". He's shorter, more compact. That weight plus his size and how tall he is, that that's is. pressure and stress on his foot, on his ankle, on his back. And with all the high-flying dunks that he's yeah, known for, I'm, he ain't going to be able to do that. He's going to get out of the league. I'm telling you right now, if the Lakers pulled that trigger, Zion would miraculously be better. Oh, yeah, oh without a doubt. Oh, what do you know? Uh, 265, drop, nothing. He'd be just, down to 250. Right. He'd, he'll, be he'll drop down that way. He'd sculpt it and be like, who wants some? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all ready to play basketball? AD and him. Lebr- LeBron who? Him and AD just take Shoot, over they'll, the they'll take over LA. I guarantee they probably ship out well, AD, AD for Zion at this point. AD's already taking over LA. Uh, but that being said, I, I'm I'm very interested to see the future of the Bulls because now I do right. think it's a place where free agencies free agents are going to be like, you know what, Billy Donovan, I would love to play for him, and you know it's it, it's an ownership and and a because obviously now Chris Reinsdorf is the one in charge as the CEO. It's an ownership and a management that's saying we're a what two point five three billion dollar organization. Let's spend some money. Let's get some of these guys in there. Uh-huh. And it's a market. It's the third largest market in the country. You hear How's that, Bears? It? Exactly. <laughs> How are you not going to be wanting to try and get these guys in there? It's a selling point. It's the city of Chicago. You do Here's got- the bars. Here's the lake. Here's the museums. Here's all this different stuff you can do. And it's the United Center. And let's not, forget, remember. Let's not forget about the, the food. Oh, and the food. Oh. <laughs> Eddie Curry can tell you all about that. <laughs> I mean, so I do gotta, can't that, do. we do got to put it, remember that. After this year, Levine is going to probably expect a much bigger contract. He's going to want that super max. That's fine and dandy, but they'll still they'll still have the money for it. You I, just got to remember I, that. I think they might, right. or they might let him go and say, "This is what our nucleus is going to be." He might. You never know. I think he'll probably want the super max, but he might take a reduced offer if he's like, "Listen, if we can we've win a championship, something. we've got something. Yeah, if I can win a championship with this team, I'll take that. I'm hoping so." Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have to oh, talk man. about Bulls, but. You know what, guys? I figured since somebody else can go part-time, we're going to go part-time, too, and we're going to talk about it here next on Blow the Whistle. And welcome back to Blow the Whistle. You know what? This song has sentimental value for me, too. I, I just got to tell you a quick story. So when my my teenage daughter uh-huh. mm-hmm. was my my youngest daughter's age, we used to drive in the car a lot and go and visit people and what have you. And yeah. we'd always play our playlists and stuff in the car. And this was one of her favorite songs. And we'd get into, this, we'd get into the car and she'd be like, Daddy, play. <laughs> I love that. That's and adorable. I was like, it's, it's, it always brings a smile. To my, it's a great song to begin with. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Just as long as it's performed brings- properly, because I've heard guys try and do this at karaoke night. I'm not kidding. Oh, my god. And they goodness. can't get the ooh ah, ah at all. 
with the growl. Yeah, they go. Ooh, ah, the guy. Ooh, last time ah, I heard it was the guy going. Ooh, ah, 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 and then everyone's like, Oh no! No, you're not a monkey, no, dude. No, don't, don't. It's not a monkey. Not okay. <laughs> well, welcome back to Blow the Whistle as we talk radio and music. Uh, I'm David Dexter, Tyler Buterball, Andrew Valentin. Um, let me throw out a quick question. I'll send it to you, Tyler. Um, yeah. but hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blow T Whistle One. Will the Nets tank so Kyrie can play more games in the playoffs? And another question, will the NBA enter the bubble again? Like I said, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Blow T Whistle One. Let us know what your thoughts. Tyler. Well, first off, can I just say that the whole way how they're doing this with Kyrie Irving is just absolutely stupid. <laughs> like, the guy, what I don't understand, okay, it would make a little more sense if they had him just play at home games. That's a little more controlled. That's your stadium. But to only let him trap, like, only have him play at away games, having him travel and See, stuff. See, but this has nothing to do, this is, this is mandated by the state of New York. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. This, is it, oh, this has nothing to do okay. with the New York. I didn't York see city. that. This is the New York. Oh, okay, New York, I didn't see New that. New York City mandate. Still, that makes no sense. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, like we said, like we said when we were getting ready for the show, if this was the Knicks, that mandate would be gone in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Madison Square Garden. What? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but do I think that the Brooklyn Nets will tank? I don't think so because the Nets are still playing really well without him. Are they though? They're not. They're, not, they're not, leading the East right now. They're leading the East, but are they playing well? Think not about playing the, well. Think about playing, the Eastern Conference right now. And yeah, this, is, this is what I, James Harden's playing like trash. Yeah, I, he's, he's here's trash. what I'll say: James Harden is playing like the average role player that usually can come in on a bad team and score your twenty points because you have nobody else to score the points. That's what he looks like right now. James Harden should be playing like twenty five. What was it last year? He was like twenty five points a game. Like. 10 assists. He was like Something in the like MVP that. conversation before he got hurt. He's been I, slacking now. I'm, yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm waiting for Kevin Durant's back to blow out for as much as he's carrying that team. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. For real. It's going to happen at some point. He, all he's, of a sudden, he's just going to grab. The one, it's a one-man show right he's now. He's going to grab his back. Jason Kidd's going to look at him and go, what's wrong, KD? Yeah. And KD's going to be like, my back just went out from carrying these mo's. <laughs> I mean, mofos. but that's the thing with like the Nets right now is, like I said before, when the Bulls were about to play him in their first game, I'm like, how do you shut him down? You shut down James Harden, and you let KD try to beat you. And you shut everybody else it down. It worked yeah. both times the Bulls have played them right now. So it's the it's the easy go. It's the easy type of situation to play now. Now, if Kyrie Irving is coming back for these road games, that's great. But that's only like, I mean, it's not half the season. But let's just say... For argument's sake, it's half the season, right? You're only going to get him for half of those games. At home, you're still going to have to find a way to get James Harden into the game then because he's not going to be able to play. You're at the Barkley Center. He can't go. He can't play. So now what are you going to do? You have to have James Harden or somebody step up into that role because clearly the two of them cannot get it done, and one of them is not playing to the level that he should be, and that's a serious concern. And isn't it amazing how KD has changed his stance on everything that's going on with KD? Kyrie. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I support him. He's my friend. And now it's like, you know what? We need you. We kind of like, like if he wanted to come back, I wouldn't say no. Like <laughs> I would kind of tell him like maybe the team kind of needs you. See, because here's the scary part, and we're talking complete NBA. Right. There's somebody else that's coming back. Mm-hmm. Who's, who are you saying? Clay. He is. Yeah. And that's and where that it's going to be scary. Yeah. That team. That's is where Clay I'm worried about the most. Back and, 
And Mine, James Wiseman. Yeah. And Wiseman. Yeah. yeah. How would you like to be the guys working the G League games in Wiseman and Clay Thompson? <laughs> no, no, no. They can't leave. I've got like six more games and then they can come. <laughs> then, then they'll come back. Let me clinch the division, please. Oh, Get a playoff berth. I didn't even take. I just now looking at the standings. Phoenix took the number one spot in the West they right have, now. They've been fired. I mean, I knew they've been lighting it up, but Aton, dang. Yeah. Aton took a step this year. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I'm, you know, I'm wondering if that was Chris Paul going to the youngster and going, listen, if we want to win a title, you need to step up and you be, need to be dominant. Shack. Yeah. You need to be dominant. Yeah. Because he has that in him. Yeah. He does. Technically, I mean, if you look at that, they're kind of like, I mean, Chris Paul is not Derek Fisher. He's certainly a better version right. of Derek Fisher. Oh, absolutely. By, just by a, a wide margin. Just a skosh. Yeah, just a skosh. skosh. <laughs> but uh, it, it very much, and I'm not saying it is, but it feels like a Kobe, Shaq, Derek Fisher type of thing where it's like Paul brings up the ball, passes out to, to Booker. Booker's got a shot, take it. If he doesn't have the shot, pass it to the big man, let him go down low. And, I mean, even Mikael Bridges is stepping up and making his game known, too. On both sides of the ball, he's stealing balls. He's making dunks. He's making plays. And and we haven't seen the best of Booker yet. No, not yet. No. I think I think he's, he's not t- been unleashed. I, I swear I think he's per- trying to pull a LeBron. Let's just get into the playoffs and then I'll just I'll just, I'll, I'll just decide to play ba- some basketball. Listen, I'm gonna keep all this energy hidden inside of me, and then when playoff time, <laughs> I'm going off. They'll be back in the finals, I yeah. believe. They but will. You, you think it, the, their it's finals? Be, I mean, it's gonna be tough between them and Golden State. Conference finals. But I mean, do you think with Clay and oh, Wiseman coming back? Could you imagine that Western Conference final? Oof. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness, would be that, that would be, be ridiculous. Wiseman, Wiseman, and Aton going up against oh, each other. Aton's oh. gonna take that kid to the to the house. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, I, I like Wiseman, but Wiseman's good. He's not a tough Aiton's dude. Got, like Aton's got more. Uh, more experience. A- He's a- still Aton will hang a couple dunks on that kid. I guarantee you. And now going back to your question, you said about. Uh, is the bubble coming back? I think that the NBA, I think they're getting together and they're going to plan out as just like a like plan an emergency, B. Emergency. Exactly. Yeah. In well, case if like this, this crap keeps going on, like, cause uh, there's, there's 71 total players out on COVID protocol yeah. right now. Let's, let's just say this. And I told you guys this in a break. If it happens, the Miami Heat become the favorite to win it all. <laughs> well, I'll I don't say, know what the they hell love, they did. They love that bubble, baby. Oh yeah, they do. Well, in in terms of the bubble, I'm the NBA is the one league that we I think we can all say they stay on top of a lot of things. Yeah, like NBA's been on top of it since they get. They have a mm-hmm. really good. They have a great understanding of okay, this is what's going on. How do we plan this out? And the, I mean, Adam Silver is that kind of a commissioner that he can kind of say. You work on the bubble situation. You work on the playing tournament stuff. You work on if we have to do a shutdown and, you know, wait, whatever. Like, he's got people making sure we have every contingency plan in place so that the NBA at some point can continue. So it might be the fact they, that we have to go back to a bubble, but he's the guy. He's going to figure it out. He's just very smart, man. And, like, I gave him all the kudos for last year mm-hmm. of getting that bubble situated because there was we didn't think there was going to be an NBA season at all. We were three, four months out, and we were like, are we even going to have a season? And Did we they just were crown able to, a champion? They were able to figure that out, and it worked out perfectly. And even the the easing into the regular season of having uh, everyone go back to their stadiums mm-hmm. and allowing fans in, and yeah. that was that was the smartest thing, and he managed to plan that out like perfectly. So yeah. I, I have all the faith in him. That he'll find a great plan B in case if this gets any worse. Yeah, just don't give three months off to the Lakers so that they can win another championship. Because I don't need <laughs> to see LeBron with another ring. 
No. Knock it off. <laughs> Stop it. So Stop tired it. of that, man. Stop it with Stop the shenanigans. God. Nope. Nope. Don't do that. Yeah. I, I, it's going to be... I, oh, I, like, it's it's going to probably be a messier situation as it goes on because they've already gotten a lot of criticism for how this thing's been handled as it is. But mm. once again... Going back to what we talked about in the NFL. Right. How much of that is asymptomatic players not realizing that they have COVID? Right. That could be a lot of it. You know? So and, that's and, why and I, 10 bulls are out like that. That somebody, somebody had to been like, I didn't know. Like how yeah, I was asymptomatic. How am I supposed to sit here and tell you? Right. I'll feel good coach when I feel just fine. Right. And I'm doing my regular stuff and I'm, I have no labor in my breathing. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's no fever, no nothing. And, and, I mean, what are you going to do? That's why they, they just need to keep the, the keep the testing normal. And, and I wonder, it sucks, but you got to do it. And honestly, I wonder if a lot of the asymptomatic issues are because of being vaccinated. It's possible. There could be. Yeah. You know, because you can get it and not really feel much of it. Yeah. The yeah. vaccine, so, folks, doesn't prevent you from not getting it. You it can just get it. Slows down the how it works. It won't. It, it won't affect you as much. Exactly. It's like you the shouldn't have to are go. Lessened. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why so, I do think that they should still be testing the the vaccinated players. That's oh, yeah. what they stopped doing, I believe. Yeah. As they did it in the NFL. I don't know if they did it in the NBA as well. Stop. They put a stop to vaccinate or vaccinating. Stop to testing vaccinated. You got players. Vaccinate. Here's another one. Here's another one. <laughs> but like once, once again, you know, I, I, I don't foresee a bubble happening unless something extreme happens yeah, over yeah. the next no, couple exa- of months. Yeah. Once it, but it hits, hits goes haywire. I mean, I could, I could see postponements because the NBA season's long enough that you can do that and make up gains. It right. doesn't work in the yeah. NFL, especially right now. Where you you can't just say, oh, we're just not going to play this game. We'll play it at the end of the season. No, yeah. you can't do that because, ladies and gentlemen, we're three weeks out right. from I had, playoffs. Uh, I had once the, it all started with the Bulls having the, like players dropping like flies mm-hmm. from COVID. I had a buddy up in Milwaukee. He's a big time. Well, I call him a Bucks fan now because he just started becoming good. He was crapping on him. But uh, he was just like, aren't you worried about the... The, the Bulls? I'm like, well, yeah, it sucks. But I'm like, they'll probably have to postpone games. I heard Adam Silver's not going to postpone it. And then it happens to the rest of the NBA. I'm like, I mean, <laughs> I'm like of course yeah. it's going to happen, you bonehead. I mean, the NBA <laughs> did say at the beginning of the season they were going to fall suit with the NFL, as did, I think, pretty much every league. Like, listen, you get sick, you're going to forfeit the game, and you're going to pay back the money or whatever. But I think now they're starting to realize, like, you know what? We can postpone these things. Like you said, NBA season's long enough. Even the NHL, right? The season's yeah. long enough where you can say, you know what? We're going to push these games back to a later date. That's what they said with the Bulls. We're going to push the games back to a later date, and we're going to figure out what to do from there. Because it, it, it seems like the logical solution there, too. But, yeah, for the NFL, it's kind of like, listen, we if either move the games or if, you forfeit. That if, is, yeah. There's no other If route. it had happened earlier on in the season, it would have been interesting to see. And it would have to have been in the beginning of yeah, the season. Yeah, that's what really. I'm saying. Yeah. Like, early, yeah. early on. But we're seeing, like, it like been, smack dab in the middle of the season. <laughs> yeah. Middle nothing. This is the end, baby. We're, yeah. down to we're, the wire. we're coming down to, like, the nitty-gritty right now. I yeah, mean, this is, fantasy this. football's already in its place. Oh, I thought we were talking so. about NBA. No, My oh, bad. no yeah. we're talking NFL. NFL, yeah, yeah. No, we're, like, down to the... The, the dips of it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's, it's, it's that time. Do or die, folks. Yep. Well, I think that's enough contagious talk. <coughs> <coughs> yeah. The future of golf was televised, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to talk about it here on Blow the Whistle. This is your home for sports. Long-time fan. Sports of my life. SportstownChicago.com. 
What's up, Chicago? If you're ever, and I mean ever, out looking for good urban food 24-7, come down to White Palace Grill located 1159 South Canal Street in Chicago. White Palace Grill is open 365 days a year since 1939. I personally love the steak and egg dinner, but whether you like burgers for breakfast, steak for lunch, or French toast for dinner, White Palace is the place for you. The diner is a 24-hour urban oasis. Come now. Come later. Hey, come now in later. We never close at White Palace Grill located 1159 South Canal Street in Chicago. Visit us at whitepalace.com or order with Uber Eats or Grubhub anytime, any day. Daddy, when you look at me, I could see a wheels turning. About what am I going to be when I grow up? A major equal spaceman? Maybe a point guard for a national champion. The odds of a child becoming a professional athlete are 1 in 16,000. Far-fetched? Maybe. But did you know the odds of a child being diagnosed with autism are 1 in 166? That's right, 1 in 166. To learn the signs of autism, go to AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Go to Lux Barbershop for the best barbers and stylists in Plainfield, Illinois. I go there when I have an important event, date, or I just want to look good. The straight razor shave will have you looking fresh and smooth. Lux Barbershop is open seven days a week. Go to Lux Barbershop for the finest barbers, stylists, braiders, and massage therapists in the southern suburbs. Check out all their daily deals on Facebook, Instagram, and LuxBarbershop.com. Hi, this is Joe Perry. And Steven Tyler of Aerosmith for Red. You know, it's okay to rock and roll and party down. Just don't get in that 2,000-pound bullet when you're done and cocked. And please don't drink and drive. Someone that jaded you. A reminder that friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the Ad Council, U.S. Department of Transportation, National Association of Broadcasters, and RAD. Okay, I got to put somebody on blast real quick <laughs> because it. we found out earlier today oh, no. that someone in the studio has never seen the movie Caddyshack. What? I we won't, that could be. we won't mention any names, but his initials are Tyler <laughs> Buterball. <laughs> well, on the nose, aren't you? <laughs> oh, sorry. His initials are Tyler Buterball. I apologize. Did I do that? I, Good God. I'm sorry. Don't I'm make sorry. it more obvious. I'm sorry, Tyler. I apologize. I apologize. Um, I will I will say this much. It was a little shocking, but I also get it because you are I could Young. you could you could legitimately be my son. I could. Dad. I, yeah. It's, it's not, it's not, it's not a lot. I got Father. the I got the orange in the beard, just Father. like you. That's true. Father. But that, that being said. So what, I'm the stepchild? Is that it? <laughs> I mean. Okay, fine. Whatever. I was going to go creepy uncle. <laughs> could do that. Sure. Creepy <laughs> uncle. Never tell you kids about the time I shot a deer. <laughs> just used a beer can. It was real simple. <laughs> Just put it on top of your head. I'll, I'll get it. <laughs> Throw the ball, Mox. <laughs> oh, man. That being God, said. today's been great. Oh, this has been awesome. That being said, <laughs> question to you guys and our listeners. Who do you think will surpass their dad as the better golfer? 
Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. And the reason I ask this is, if no one knows, there was a a father-son tournament this weekend, two-day tournament, Mm -hmm. called the PNC Championship, where the Dailies ended up winning by two shots. Mm -hmm. Congratulations to John Daly and John Daly Jr. for that. And we were just remarking it, how great that picture was of them together. Oh, yeah. The son just buffed out to no end and dad he still got the little bit of the daily pudge yeah. his son does but john daly just looking like the hippie version of santa claus yeah i was gonna <laughs> say i'm on vacation from the north pole <laughs> <You're> right <laughs> that's exactly what i thought when i saw it gotta get rid of the rid of the waste <laughs> but, oh, but that being said um tyler uh, you you watched some things here and there w- what were your thoughts I mean, from what I've seen of Charlie Woods, good lord, this kid! I don't, I, I a kid that young should not be doing stuff that great. Like yeah. he's, I mean, it did, harken, it, it did harken me back to my days at that age. <laughs> you so, know, he's making shots that I never dreamed of making at that age. Mm-hmm. And I love the kids. Like he's got a little bit of cockiness, which I love. I don't know if it's just because he's just kind of messing oh, with his dad. No, he's arrogant. Oh, I, I love oh, it. He's, He's definitely got a. He's he's got like when we're watching, he's, he's got, got the ti- eye of the tiger. He's when got, you got, he's got the yeah, eye he's of the tiger. When we're back and he did a little flip with his club, mm-hmm. I was like, oh man. No, I mean, he's got his dad's confidence for sure. This kid is going to be something grown from here on out. He, here's the issue with this, and, and, and it's with any elite athlete's kid. Mm-hmm. How can you ever accomplish what your father did? Yeah. Or it's, come I mean, even close. How do you step to out it? of that it's shadow? Be, I mean, yeah. I mean, I can't I see mean, granted, him doing that. Let's not get it wrong. There were a couple times that he made better shots than his dad did. Oh, oh yeah. I wonder if that like really burns his dad. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure Charlie probably gets on him for that. He's like, oh, dad, I, I I went 20 yards farther than you did. What happened? Trust me. When when it got and now granted, this isn't a great comparison, but when my dad and I, my dad's who got me into golfing, mm-hmm. and he, you know, but at age 11, I was beating him straight up. Yeah. And it, it, cocky it, confidence got through. Oh, or? no, it, it, it burned him. Okay. It burned him. <laughs> He's like, I really, I really don't like this. And I was like, Dad, you got to play your game. I got to play mine. Like, yeah. they, I'm getting better. You're, you're, you've plateaued. Yeah. You've got to understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew, your takeaways from the tournament? I thought it was great. I think you're seeing, like, we've been saying, we've talked about this. I think you're seeing the real future of golf here. The through, next gen. Yeah. Through what we're seeing with Daly's kid and, Tigers kid. Well, I mean, not just them, but there were other sons oh no, out there playing that are are just as good. Yeah, I there's a there's a lot of talent that you don't see because obviously all the focus is usually on the pros and the big names and all that stuff. And we get that, we understand that. But you look at these young kids, this litany of talent that we saw on the golf course over these over these two days, and it's like wow. There's a bright future here with it. And I think it's because of the fact, too, that certainly this is a younger generation that probably did growing up, grow up watching Tiger. Yeah. They were inspired by him and Absolutely. the Roy McElroys and, of course, the Jordan Spieth. Yeah, exactly. And so they've watched these younger guys who are now at the top of their game rising up, and you're seeing that growth through the game through these players. And, yes, there, there are two big names that were certainly on the course that day, but you saw so many kids that were hitting great shots, and it's like as long as they stay, stay with the sport, and anything can change, of course, because they're young kids. Who knows? Yeah. But if they're really serious about sticking with the sport, they played phenomenally, then the sport is going to be able to advance to the next level 
with a smooth transition and maybe even bigger. I'm not saying these guys are going to be bigger names than them, but let's be honest. It's a new age of social media and all this kind of stuff, and these kids are probably really savvy with that. So you know the game might even see more growth with it because of the youth factor entering into the game now. And what I'm go ahead. Tom. What I'm liking is seeing that there's a lot of more like younger kids getting into golf. Like if you oh, yeah. like if you think about it, it's always a stereotype that like when you have like your kids, you want to play the typical baseball, right. soccer, uh, anything like that, yeah. basketball. But like go to get your kid, golf and all that stuff. Getting your now kid into golf, it's like mm-hmm. you kind of like look past a lot of these fantastic athletes obviously Tiger Woods and Mickelson being like one of the big ones Mm -hmm. is just like you could still be a fantastic well-known athlete in the sport of golf like it doesn't have to always be yeah yeah you can make a boatload of money Mm -hmm. but like do you want to hear something sick what's that okay so in tournaments there are four rounds typically Uh if you make the cut after day two the lowest you will ever get paid is like $35,000. Really? And that's for last place. Yep. Wow. I, I, I saw that on an article once where it's like, yeah, the least I think you'll get, I think it said like 40000 or something like that, but I'm like, huh. For last Maybe place. Maybe I went into the wrong sport. Last that's place. insane. But that being said, I'm going to disagree with you on a little bit of a statement that you made. Okay. John Daly Jr. will be bigger than his father. Oh, no, I agree with that. 100% John Daly Jr. will win multiple. That kid has the look, and that kid has the game. Yeah, 100%. See, I, I missed a lot of him because the whole social media was focused on Charlie well, and, Woods. And, and, and right. that's great because yeah. Charlie, by far, Charlie was the bigger attraction because he was making shots that kids his age should not be making. Yeah. But John Daly Jr. is a legit golfer. Can I just say, like, without knowing them, it feels like Charlie Woods is going to be a great golfer, but he's going to be the guy that's eye of social media, all that. John Daly Jr. is going to be the kid that works his butt off, doesn't get a lot of attention, but he's going to earn those trophies. Yeah. He's going to be oh, big. absolutely. And I don't know if it's a mullet, but I love that hair. Oh, yeah. That kid's got gray hair, and that tells me right there on him. Well, his dad sported a mullet when he won his first that's major. That's what I mean. So, so like, put on the John Daly mullet, baby. Let's do this. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, that is all the time we have for this week. First and foremost, I want to send out Merry Christmas to everybody. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, don't get mad at me. I'm going to say happy holidays to those who do not celebrate Christmas. But have a safe holiday season. We will be back next week. Same bat time. Same bat channel with the boys talking about all things sports, having fun. We want to thank all our people who listen to us on the Under the Hood podcast, all the new, all the old. Keep listening to us. Hit us up on our social medias at BlowTWhistle1, B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. If you missed the show, how dare you, first off. Shame on you. Second off, it's the holiday season. We understand it's busy times. We get it. But you can listen to us on all major platforms, iPod, Apple Pod, Spotify, Anchor. And of course, we cannot forget about Quad Pod because <laughs> Quad Pod doesn't forget about us. That's right. <laughs> so you got that right. <laughs> I love you guys. I, I truly do. I, I truly, love, truly It's a great do. ongoing joke. It's great. But that being said, for me, David Dykstra. Andrew Valentin. Tyler Buterbaugh. Have a safe, happy loving holiday season. Everybody we'll see you next week.